Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything toll-free. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. That's the place to go. The features there we give away, so do enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Going right into your phone calls. Let's tar- uh, start things out with Scott in Winnipeg. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. How are you doing tonight? Super. Good. What's on your mind, sir? Well, a couple nights ago I heard, I think it was Mark saying he thought Mormons would get, make good libertarians. And I, I thought of two reasons why Mormons wouldn't make good libertarians. Would or uh, would not? Would not? They would. They okay. would. Um, I, as I, I mentioned before that uh, I, I'm a convert to Mormonism, and I left the church about two years ago. On paper, I'm still a member. I just I don't attend, and I don't believe anymore. Okay. Um, but I still feel a heritage with, with it. But here's the two reasons why Mormons make good libertarians. The first is because they were, uh, the history of them, they were driven from area to area because groups didn't like them, mainly because of polygamy and some other reasons. And then eventually, you know, they settled in Utah because they just wanted to live their life without being interfered with by the federal government. So they have that history, and Mormons are very tied to their history, especially if you're, if it's generational. Mm-hmm. So that's embedded in them already. The other thing is that Mormons, if, if we're going to have a voluntary society instead of course of government, Mormons, I think, is a, are a good example. They're a tight-knit community. They have their own welfare system that's voluntary. You can contribute and... Uh, uh, there were a few months where I went to my bishop and I, I got money from the welfare system hmm. um, to, to help me along. They weren't giving me a check every week, but I was accountable, though. He was asking me what I was doing, blah, blah. So it's a lot better system of what a voluntary wow. system would be like, I think, rather than just the government telling you what to do. It's voluntary. You join. I left the church. You know, I wasn't forced to stay. I left when I wanted to. Sure. So I think it's a good example of what a no-government world could be like. Wow, excellent. It sounds almost like there's some parallels between the Mormons and the Amish in that they're, you know, very close-knit, tightly, uh, uh, t- tight community. Yeah, I, and, I would agree with that, yes. Uh, I think maybe the Amish are a little more exclusive in that they're more yeah. likely to only associate with Amish, but as far as I know, they're probably sects of Mormonism uh, where they're as exclusive. There's, and there's a little bit of that in the Mormon church of... Uh, you know, you're told you should you should associate with good people. They don't seem necessarily just church members, but good people. You know, if you don't want to do drugs, don't surround yourself with drug users. In some way, that's the practical application of it. So I understand that. Um, and they're, they are, like, when I was a believer, you know, I didn't do drugs. I didn't have sex. I didn't drink alcohol. Um, and But at the time, though, I would think, okay, these are good morals, and I think other people should live them. So, I mean, that was before I was a libertarian, right? Mm-hmm. Um but now that I understand the principles of liberty, I think of people like that with that mindset, um, if they get those principles of liberty introduced to them, they can understand, yes, these are good, and uh, you know, let's let people live how they want to live, provided they don't hurt each other, because they, cause they would think, because that's what my ancestors did, but yet we were driven from area to area, sometimes with violence, uh, just because we wanted to have more than one wife, for example. Excellent. And that call, doesn't Scott. hurt anybody. Uh, thank, thank you very much for making that point tonight. Anything else on your mind? Ah, that's about it, man. Keep walking. Thanks for the call, dude. 800-259-9231. A little bit about Mormonism, both uh, last night and tonight on the show. Yeah, well, you know, you learn something new every day on Free Talk Live. That's what I was thinking. Exactly. 800-259-9231. Mark, you've got a story somewhere about uh, swearing in bars. Yep. Um, Someone wants to ban this? What is going on? Did I hear you right? Yep. Uh, In the St. Louis area, (laughs) a town's considering the proposal that would 
ban swearing in bars. Same Isn't that where you're supposed to hear swearing is in a bar? Well, it would depend on the you bar. You know, some swarthy, drunken dude or whatever, well, I, cursing I, up a storm. Like I said, it depends on the bar. Yeah. St. Louis, St. Charles, Missouri. Well, now, apparently, if this uh, law gets its way, it won't depend on the bar. <laughs> what the... A St. Louis uh, area town is considering a bill that would ban swearing in bars, along with table dancing, drinking contests, and profane music. Yeah, while we're at it, let's just ban drinking in bars. <laughs> Profane music? My God. <laughs> I mean, they don't even ban profane music on the uh, on the air anymore. Is this like the movie Pleasantville coming true or something? It's very strange. I, I would assume they're talking about vulgar music, um, music with vulgar content. Profane actually means something against God, from what I understand. Oh, really? Huh, I'll look that up. Well, great. You get, you get on that. City yeah. officials contend that the bill is needed to keep rowdy cr- crowds under control because... The historic downtown area gets a little too lively on some nights. <laughs> City Councilman Richard... Oh, man. They're putting a historic district in here in Keene. I hope that doesn't come here. They're putting in a host- historic district? Yeah. Yes, people are screwed then. Historic districts suck for the uh, people. You're right, property. Mark. Characterized by irreverence or contempt for God or sacred principles or things... Don't mess around with me on the God subject. Unholy, heathen, pagan, not initiated into religious rites or mysteries. Definition 5 is common or vulgar. Yeah, well, so, yeah. As the farther you go down the definitions, the uh, least, least used, popular. Right. right. City Councilman Richard Vett said he was uh, prompted to propose the bill after complaints about bar bad behavior. So he's going to pass his little law to, to stop bad behavior. Just going to work. He says it will give police some rules to enforce when things get too rowdy. Like, no cussing. Some bar owners worry <laughs> the bill is too vague and restrictive, saying it may be a violation of their civil rights. Oh, what a surprise. They don't care. Mark Rousseau, who owns the the bar R.T. Weilers, said he thinks the bill needs revision. We're dealing with adults here, once again, and I don't think it's the city's job or the government's job to determine what we can or cannot play in our restaurant. Hmm. That's the profane music, I assume. The proposal would ban indecent, profane, or obscene language, songs... Yeah, okay, that's what I was going to say, Mark. I, I Even though you suggested profanity would have to do with God... It's clear that the government's going to take definition five because it's much more broad-based. Yeah. Uh, anything that they find offensive will be labeled as profane. And they added in, what did they throw in there? Indecent and what else? Profane and obs- or obscene. Yeah, okay. So they, they've covered all the bases. Language, songs, entertainment, and literature. Profane literature. <laughs> <laughs> These people have nothing to do. Nothing. Wow. wow. A meeting to discuss the proposal is set for January the 14th. So where is this, St. Louis or somewhere nearby? Nearby. St. Uh, St. Charles, I believe it was. That's um, just unbelievable. <laughs> and, and they're going to pass their laws and people are going to stop cussing, just like that. Poof. Oh, you think? Well, what are they going to do? Put people in jail yeah, for cussing? Well, they, well, maybe they will. They'll probably find they them do? first. They'll, They'll find probably them. find the bar. Yeah, they might do that. That wouldn't be good. Can you imagine that? You know, it's bad enough that bar owners nowadays, they have to be the smoking enforcers in many places in this country because of these smoking bans mm-hmm. that say you can't smoke on private property, even though the owner paid for the property, should be able to make all the decisions. He can't anymore. Smoking's been banned. And if someone smokes on his property, it's all of a sudden his responsibility, and he has to pay for it. So now whenever somebody pulls out a cigarette in one of these establishments, the bartender, the wait- waitresses, the wait staff are... Uh, usually Johnny on the spot to say, whoa, 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 you, you can't do that in here. You need to go outside. Well, and now they're going to be doing that for people that say the F word. Well, uh, you, you hope it's the F word. But what is 
you know, this language that they uh, characterize as indecent, profane, or obscene is crap an obscene word? It, it could be. It depends on how they is define it. Asinine, a obscene, profane, or um, indecent it's, word? Some people think so. Uh, I don't. But what, what uh, if what if you said uh, a word like vagina or penis? Is that indecent? It's. <laughs> I don't. Now, and it depends how they define so, it. So here we have a rule that's going to be enforced in an extraordinarily arbitrary fashion. Most likely, because if it's a government rule, they probably won't name words that you can and can't say, because eventually, if they, if they do that, if they say, well, you can't say F, you can't say S, you can't say, you know, C, uh, then... People um, say farking or... Right. Is it right? They'll, say, like they'll say something else. They'll use a replacement word, and then that, you know, it'll just be a workaround, and the, then the city will be upset about that, so they have to modify the law. So maybe they'll make it uh, like the FCC's rules for indecency, where if contemporary community standards say that it's uh, obscene, then it's obscene. Yeah. Which community? The community of the city councilors. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> you know, it's just so. And you know this well as I do that this is not going to get enforced by bartenders very often. It, it's going to have to have a uh, uh, will if they put undercover cops in there. That's right. And you know the cops are going to then give uh, fines, and then and it's only going to get forced and enforced maybe one out of a thousand times. People aren't going to know the rules in effect. People are going to get tickets that they don't deserve to get. It's a big mess. Can you imagine? I, I just. I always find it hard to imagine being the cops in a situation like this, being the enforcer and coming home at night telling your wife what you did uh, during the day. <laughs> oh, well, I was on language patrol. Are you kidding me? Is that what you signed up for? 800-259-9231. Bring up what you want. It's Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, so enjoy those, including the wiki. Over 1,500 pages created by listeners like you. Just go to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive. That's wiki.freetalklive.com. How would you like to lose up to 25 pounds in just nine days without permanently changing your diet? Check out this amazing doctor-recommended product. Go to ftldiscount.com, read some real testimonials, find out how to order. That's ftldiscount.com. 1-800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. Turns out that there's a uh, town in Missouri, right, St. Louis Mm -hmm. area, uh, that's looking at banning profanity. In bars. In bars. You can cuss it's, in your own home. It, well, now you can. Uh, give them time. And they're talking about banning profane music with indecent lyrics. And that, it's, it, it, it's, just, it's all music. It, well, it really is. Uh, well, I mean, I'm sure there are a few exceptions. Maybe they'll mandate that everyone play Jesus music in their bar or something like That's that. That's going to go over well. <laughs> Uh, so what? So let me see if I'm recalling this correctly, right, Mark? We've got uh, banning indecent language, banning profane music, banning. Uh, are they going to ban dancing in there too? Is that if you dance at a table? Table dancing. Oh, right. okay, okay. So Any, it's the level that the da- the the dancing occurs right, at. If height. you're on a table, then yeah. that's bad. Um, they they didn't mention it? on bar dancing, but I assume that okay. that's going to be uh, the, 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 that could the count as a table. Any flat surface right. uh, raised if above. If you put a drink floor. on it, it's a table. Right, right. right. Uh, drinking contests. Drinking contests. Yeah, I don't know that. I, I I don't know of any drinking contests, but is the uh, is the uh, <laughs> is the suggestion there supposed to be that if you have a drinking contest, it's going to increase your likelihood of imbibing alcohol? 
I, I, I think that drinking games um, like quarters or mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's there's some others that I can't mention because of the, <laughs> the names of them. Um, they th- those are intended so that people get drunk, I, I think. But I don't know what a drinking contest is precisely. Who can drink more alcohol? I have never seen a bar that has done something like that. I don't know what a drinking contest is. Now, is that just, um, you know, if you order this kind of beer, you get a T-shirt? Is that, I, I mean, or you get a chance to win a T-shirt? Is that a contest? I, I don't know. But you, these bar owners better be ready. They better be preparing themselves to just go out of business soon because that's apparently what this uh, government wants. They want to put a stop to anybody that wants to have any sort of fun. No fun allowed in this little town in Missouri. And it's not going to be long before somebody else gets it into their head in the uh, city they live in to say, oh, they got away with it over in Missouri. Well, let's do it here. Are we going to have a two-drink limit next? Well, some bars on um, do, of their own accord, choose to only give you a two-drink limit on particular drinks. Uh, like, yeah. for instance, I, the... the uh, the Bai Hai Hut in Sarasota, on Sarasota's f- famous North Trail, mm-hmm, yeah. which famous for hookers or something. I don't know what it's famous for. <laughs> famous for no tell motels. Um, <laughs> they have a uh, pay by the hour. I believe it's a <laughs> Mai Tai or their either their Mai Tai or their Sneaky Tiki. It's one of the two, and it tastes like Windex. I mean, it's just all alcohol. Yeah, you can only have two of those. But if you do, it, it, it it's attached to the the Bayou Hut is attached to a, uh, a, hotel, a hotel, which used to be the Best Western, but is no longer called the Best Western. They've shook, pulled the Best Western uh, title off of it. If you have a room, you can have more. Okay, well that's that's, that's fine. not the rule. That's just what they'll say. If the bartender or the the owner wants to set rules like that, that's fine. It's but, their bar, right? It seems to me like this is just madness. I am. I, I'm just stunned, Mark. Like, they keep manage, managing to shock me. <laughs> These government people. I, I keep How thinking I've heard it, it all. I keep thinking, okay, I've heard it all. But no. You want to ban profanity in bars. Now, how long is it going to be before this goes, like, Demolition Man style, and it's all throughout the town? Have you ever seen that movie, Mark? Um, I've seen the movie, but I just don't remember. For our listeners that, that all I not. remember is uh, sex with, uh, you know, uh, Virtual sex with video goggles. That's yeah. all I remember. For, for our listeners who, uh, who are uh, un, uh, uninitiated, this movie takes place, this is a Sly Stallone movie, and uh, it takes place in the future, this sort of utopian society where this uh, religious dude has gotten in control and set up all these rules. And one of the rules is you can't curse. And they have these little machines everywhere in the, you know, the, the side of your wall, like by your thermostat or whatever, there's this little machine that if you're in the room and you speak, a, you utter a curse word, it'll, you know, you hear it beep, violation, you've been fined $5 or something <laughs> like that. And it spits out your ticket, right? And you're supposed to take the ticket and go pay for your, for, for your curse word. Now, we're laughing <laughs> as though that's funny. And it is. It is very funny. Uh, but... How far are we away from this? I, I, I just don't know. The after technology's having, there. After I, reading this, I don't know. Voice recognition is there. Like, it's, it's not hard to, uh, you know, program some software to recognize curse words. You type, you type with your voice recognition software pretty much. Just I do. To kind of save your fingers. Yep, I do that now. And uh, they even have, you know what they even have, Mark? There's this website called Podscope where you can go and type in a phrase. You can type in a word, and it'll search a bunch of podcasts and find that word. Wow. So you can go and type in Liberty, and guess what show comes up a whole lot? 
Free Talk Live. That would be us. Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> it's just, the voice recognition software is is pretty it's pretty amazing right now, and it's only going to get better. So it's just a matter of you know turning it into a little device and putting it up everywhere. Before you know it, they're going to be putting it up in the bars to replace the undercover cops they're going to have to put in there to uh, to catch people from uh, cursing. I would have le- I would have a problem with that, but I would have less of a problem with that than I would with undercover cops. And here's why: because the arbitrariness of the, the the system. If there's a little gizmo out there that says, um, you know, every time you say the S bomb, you get a five dollar ticket and it just spits it right out. At the very least, you know that every time you say the S bomb, you're going to get a five dollar ticket. And then by you know before long, somebody will have posted on the wall. Here are the words you're not allowed to say. Mm. At least you'll know the words you're not allowed to say, and you'll know you're not allowed to say them. As opposed to this system, which they're both bad. Don't get me wrong. Such a scary this vision. system, which doesn't tell you which words, and you don't know when or where. Um, the when in doubt, is... leave it out. Right. The, right. So I don't know. I mean, what? Where are we gonna? This is madness, Mark. This gonna... is nuts. I mean, you know, usually curse words are centered around three things. You've got uh, anti-god, um, scatological, and um, sexual. Sexual. So if you say, I don't know, let's go for scatological. Okay. I have to go use the bathroom. Yeah. Um, I slept with Lisa last night. I mean, are these are these phrases by their nature obscene? I guess someone could say so. I mean, even talking about sex could be considered uh, or profane or something. Bodily functions? If you aren't married. <laughs> is is farting going to be outlawed? Oh, dear. I'll be in trouble. 800-259-9231. Now you want your alien bars. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I uh, was in there once a week. As a matter of fact, and then we go to karaoke. Uh, uh, midday yeah. Sunday doesn't really count. <laughs> what it, it will, it won't matter to it's these a government restaurant people. At that time. It, you, it won't matter to these government people. You're right about that. And it's only a matter of time before they expand this, before it goes outside of bars and goes to. Well, I mean, already there's there are certain areas where they are already controlling people, like government schools. I'm sure they would love to institute uh, more strict. Uh, technology that would prevent kids from cursing there. Can you imagine how uh, excited they'd be about something like that? And well, where else? Well, well, where at least go from at, here? At, at the very least, in a government school, you've chosen to send your kid there or something. I guess you've chosen to go to a bar. Never mind. Yeah, well, I mean, you have to send your kid to government school unless you're going to homeschool them uh, because then they'll throw you in a jail cell. Well, you can send your kid to a private Maybe school. Maybe they'll put them in prisons now, Mark. No cursing in prisons since you're already in the state's care. They'll uh, restrict the things you can say. They'll put the little machines up on the prison cells. And uh, every curse word will give you an extra day. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Scientists have discovered a human hormone that increases people's trust in each other, oxytocin. And for the first time, with Liquid Trust, you can harness this power. Buy Liquid Trust now at 800-507-3718 or liquidtrustspray.com. Use code FTL to get free shipping. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever you want toll free. 800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. Features we give away, including archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, just go get them for free right there on the front page of the website at freetalklive.com. In fact, today I added a number of, I took a number of the interviews we did from the Liberty Forum, cut them up. And put them in the interview section as well to oh, with uh, new pictures to archive them. Yes, uh, well, new pictures for those who had never been interviewed before, like Bob Schultz. And, so uh, the interviews of that uh, people that we've interviewed in the past, uh, double interviews, triple interviews, that kind of thing, you can see, you can get one of any of those interviews on by going to the interviews page. 
Yeah, yeah, okay. the, yeah. Like Glenn Jacobs, who's been on the sh- on the show twice, or Barry Cooper, who's been on the show twice. Uh, both of those interviews are. There. Bernard von Nathaus has been on three. Bernard times. is there. I didn't clip his interview this time out just because it. I don't know. It wasn't as comprehensive as his last one, and he was a little tipsy. 800-259-9231, but there's a good chunk of them there, so head over there and enjoy those. They're free. Pass them around. Give them out. Whatever you want to do. Now you can save time and money on common legal matters created by top attorneys. LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. I did actually do uh, my will on LegalZoom. Yeah. And it was fast and easy. Very cool. All right. And was the price right? Um, I, I don't really remember. <laughs> well, it must have been good. If, I mean, if it was bad, you would have remembered that. All right. So uh, we'll go to your phone calls here and then continue to talk about new and original ways the government's trying to track, monitor, and control you. Like we were just talking about where the government now wants to, uh, in some places, uh, wants to prevent you from cursing or dancing in bars and just generally having a good time. Not allowed anymore in this America. Uh, and also, police state tactics gone even more out of control. Believe it or not, we'll uh, share that story with you here in a few moments. But first, we go to Puke in New Hampshire on the amp line. Hey, Puke. John Spartan, you were fined one credit for a violation of the verbal morality statute. <laughs> Who knew that movie was a documentary? Yeah, well, certainly uh, very uh, a lot of foreshadowing there and uh, for reality, believe it or not. But that's not why I called. Uh, what I called about was the uh, the new American Lung Association report card for New Hampshire, uh, which is pretty disgusting. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard about this or not, but Mm-mm. it's uh, basically they have these little grade points on how well or how bad the state is doing on its um, fascism for smoking. Right, so if the uh, state is more fascist, they get a good grade, right? Essentially, um, which is kind of interesting because if you, if you read these statistics backwards, it means that New Hampshire is pretty free. But the way they put it is that uh, the state, uh, like for instance, has an F for spending on tobacco prevention and control, saying that uh, the federal money from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention isn't being spent nearly as much as it should be. Um, hmm. Like uh, the CDC lists its 10.8 million and 24.8 million as its best practices range. So basically, if your if your state is just you know using all kinds of federal tax money essentially uh, to you know spew out that propaganda that smoking is bad, then they're apparently a good state. Well, um, it, it just from there, um, you know what they're using as as criteria some states are bigger than others and so if california is spending more than new hampshire well duh there's a heck of a lot more people there yeah yeah it doesn't say if this is per capita or not so uh what else they got um let's see it says that the average per pack cigarette tax is a dollar 11 up from a dollar two last year uh with half of the states collecting at least a dollar per pack and nine states charging at least two dollars and uh, New Hampshire's rose from eighty cents last year to a dollar eight. Hmm. Uh, so what do you get a pack of cigarettes for eighty cents? No, no, that's the tax. That's the oh, tax. Tax on the pack. So, uh, so they're like saying that's I, not enough. We need more taxes. Yeah, apparently, um, you know, there there just needs to be uh, more laws uh, banning or restricting smoking, more laws restricting young people from buying cigarettes. Hmm. There should be more money and more taxes spent. It's just disgusting. Yeah, it is. How, how this agency. Um, basically says, hey, your state has too much freedom. We need to cut that back. What is this again? The uh, Cancer Society? American Lung National Lung Association. Okay, National Lung Association. Or American Lung Association. I'll make a point of never giving them any money. 
Exactly. Um, uh, pretty much like any other, you know, national lobbyist organization that uh, just hates to see people uh, make their own choices yeah, and you know, see businesses. I, I, I don't think smoking is a great thing for people to, to start. Either. It's not a good thing. And Ian, you don't smoke at all. Well, um, so, tobacco. Yeah. <laughs> you don't smoke tobacco at all, and that's what they're taxing. But I think that a, a loss of freedom's worse. Oh, yeah. Right. What, how, what does that saying go? You know, smoking is better than fascism. I like um, that, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I just, uh, when I get up in the morning, I uh, have my radio set to NPR just because it's uh, less annoying in the morning to listen to NPR because they don't have commercials. Hmm. And uh, that's just kind of a decent way for me to get some um, news because I don't have TV. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that's where I heard about this. And they just basically made it sound like New Hampshire is just this big, bad, horrible state because we don't have enough draconian <laughs> laws on, on you know, uh. preventing people from doing something that gives them pleasure. Jeez. And, uh, so, of course, that's when I turned it off and just switched to music. Speaking of uh, seeing stuff on the news, I, I saw um, that apparently someplace in New York State, it begins with A-U, Aw Claire, or something like that, Aw Shucks, I'm not sure what it was called, but uh, some little town in New York, the power's been out for a couple of days, mm-hmm. and, you know, let's say it's snow. Snowstorm. Yeah. Right, something like that. And apparently, um, you know, the, the local fire department's running low on uh, dry ice and uh, bottled water. So they called. What do they need dry ice for? Is keeping things cold? Um. Okay. Well, there's. I, I, I don't yeah, that will keep things cold. Really cold. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um. But they're running low on it. Okay. Well, who do they call? They called the American Red Cross to get some more water, and the Pepsi um, company to get some more water. They didn't call FEMA. Where mm-hmm. the hell is FEMA? Yeah. These people's power's been out for three or four days or whatever, and nowhere inside is the federal emergency uh, management. They must person. have known better. Must have known who was actually. Why would you want to call? Going to be Johnny on the spot when it came to actually bringing uh, bringing help to those who need it. Uh, The people that are in search of profits, or uh, or the uh, the idiots in the bureaucracy. So uh, so yeah, just hearing about this um, madness in Missouri and and the the smoking laws everywhere. I I guess I should have stayed in the military and um, fought some more brown people in the Middle East because clearly the terrorists are taking all these freedoms from us. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're, oh, wait, that's right. Uh, no. It's the politicians. It's the politicians. Right. You got it, Puke. Great call tonight, man. Thanks, Thanks for making Jeff. it, dude. 800-259-9231. As I've said before, the greatest threat to our liberty is in the state houses, in the uh, the, the Washington, D.C. area, and in your city council. Those are your your biggest three threats to your personal freedoms, more so than any group of terrorists in the entire world combined. I can't argue with you. We don't have a terrorism problem in America. We've got a government problem. Mm. And a fear problem. Uh, all the, the people that are scared to death of the brown people, they're you know cheering it on. Right. Well, or the people that are scared to death of cigarettes, they're cheering you know what Puke was talking about on. Or the people that are scared to death of corrupting the youth, they're the ones that are cheering on these uh, anti-profanity rules. And they might even be bringing uh, more restrictive anti-profanity rules to the airwaves. So we're going to see more expansion of this over time. And it won't be a surprise because it just keeps getting worse. There's a story out of the Associated Press just to give you an idea of some of the things that uh, your local government might have in mind for you, or in this case, your children, if they're going to government schools. The Associated Press reports a tech company with ties to a school district plans to test a tracking system by putting computer chips on grade schoolers' backpacks. An experiment the ACLU ripped Monday as invasive and unnecessary. 
Now, they're only putting them on their backpacks right now, Mark, but how long is it going to be before they say, well, this isn't good enough. The backpacks, the kids can set down. The molesters are taking the backpacks off. Right, right. So we need, now parents, it's going to become a requirement now that you put it, we're going to put a chip in your child's hand and that way we can know where they are at all times in case some crazy uh, person comes here to try to abduct them. It's okay. It's for their protection. The pilot program set to start next week in the Middletown School District of uh, Providence, Rhode Island area would have about 80 children put tags containing radio frequency identification chips or RFID chips on their school bags. It would also equip two buses with GPS devices. The school and parents will be able to track students on the bus, and the district hopes the program will improve busing efficiency. Superintendent bureaucrat said we'll get you there's more there's busing inefficiency well, uh, I assume it's there the is, government what is that it? does it of course there's an inefficiency 1-800-259-9231 is the number for you more about this tracking program here in moments your calls as well this is free talk live this is free talk live it's your show you can bring up whatever you want the toll-free number for you 800-259-9231 the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Place to go. Features we give away. Now, if you like the show and you enjoy the fact that we give you all the uh, website stuff for free, then go and support us on a voluntary basis by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Join the program. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. The idea is you send in three bucks a month. We take that money in and reinvest it into the show. We get Free Talk Live on more radio stations across the country, spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible, and you get some perks at the same time. You get access to the amp-only call-in line, amp-only chat room and forum all the details are there at amp.freetalklive.com that again amp.freetalklive.com talking about more ways the government would like to control and monitor and track and and don't forget punish that's an important factor gotta punish people uh to track you and in this case it's your kids they're starting with your kids here and they're going to put tracking chips no not in their forehead, not in their back, not in their hand, not on their person quite yet, but close, in backpacks. Rhode Island, Providence area, uh, the program is going to have about 80 children put tags containing RFID chips on their school bags. We'll also be equipping school buses with GPS. The devices are intended to record only when students uh, enter and exit the bus, and the GPS would show where the bus was on its route Parents could opt out of the program, said Krager. The pilot program made by Map Information Technology Corporation is to run for several months at the Aquidneck School. Some weird Indian name for these uh, schools and school districts. She said the district, which serves about 2,500 students, is the company's only client, said Deborah Raff, the company's director of marketing. Stephen Brown, executive director of the Rhode Island chapter of the ACLU, sent a letter to Krager and members of the school committee calling the plan a solution in search of a problem and saying the school district should already have procedures in place to track where its students are. On Monday, he said the... I don't know why that would be. On Monday, he said the program raises enormous privacy and safety concerns. He says there's absolutely no need to be tagging children. We're not questioning the school district's ability to use GPS to monitor school buses. I think that's one thing. That's, you know, a part of your business. And not that the schools are a business, but if it, if this were a private business and the private business owner wanted to, you know, monitor where his uh, employees were driving during the day, that would be completely acceptable. 
and there are many businesses that do that because you don't want your employees driving across town to go see their girlfriend or uh, go you know to some uh, bar or whatever where they're not supposed to be during hours that sort of thing. That's I what think that the employer should tell their employee that that's what's happening, but you know they may not. Well, I mean, it's usually pretty obvious when they have GPS in in there. There's usually some sort of a readout or or display. It and, usually, is. and it's just, it's a good idea to tell your employees that that way they behave. You don't want to catch your employers employees doing something bad. It's so. True. Anyway, uh, the article continues. Monday, he said the program raises enormous concerns. The bureaucrat described the system as limited in scope. The program solely designed to provide accountability when there are children in transit. It's limited to when they're on the bus. We in no way take it beyond that. Brown also raised concerns that unauthorized people, perhaps using RFID readers that are easily purchased online, could exploit information contained on the tags. The facilities manager said that wouldn't be possible. They said the RFID would only contain an ID number, not a name, address, or other personal information. Only the school administration would be able to match the ID number with the child. Collins is the brother of Chris Collins, who founded MAP Information Technology last year. The district did not need clearance from the State Ethics Commission to set up this testing, however, because the program is free during the pilot. So I guess as long as the company is not charging the school to do this... Then they don't need clearance. They don't have to ask the anybody's ethics permission. committee. Right. Officials with the district uh, said they didn't have an estimate on what it would cost to put the tracking system in place district wide. But you can bet it's going to be a lot. It's not going to be cheap. No, no. Especially the way the uh, the, the, the school district's going to administer something like that. Well, right. I mean, first of all, it's bureaucracy, and every business owner knows that he can fleece a bureaucracy, can charge in the maximum amount. In this case, this is the only company that's offering this service, so it's not like there's another company going to step in. It's profit time. Right. There's not another company going to step in and, uh, and come in with a competitive offer, and, and, and in this case, the... District facilities manager Ed Collins is the brother of the man who founded the company. So once again, it's the people connected in politics scratching the backs of the people in industry. And all the while, we lose our freedom. This company manages is going to manage to get very, very rich off of taxpayer dollars, putting this tracking program in place. And all the little children are going to be used to being tracked. Now they're saying it's only going to be for buses. That's what they're saying now. But they're going to come up with other reasons to use this technology Wait, all RFID over the school. The RFID chips are in their backpacks all the time, though. That is correct. They're, it's just for the buses. That's we what swear. they're claiming. That's what the situation is right now. But we all know, at least anybody who's listened to this show for a little while knows, that when you have a government program... When a government cr- program is created, it doesn't matter if it's a little government program or a federal government program, it always goes beyond its originally intended scope. Well, it has always. to go beyond. It, it would have to go beyond because what if one of these kids did get abducted? Of course they're going to use the RFID chip. I would hope that they would to do the right thing and look for this kid. Well, that won't help you find the kid if they get abducted. It would, That'll just tell you the kid's missing. It, well, it'll give you... Because you have to have the readers around. Oh, the these, readers have the, to be You can't find these RFID chips from satellites, at least not yet. Uh, so, oh, I don't know. I mean, I, so what they're saying here, Mark, is the readers are but now... You could, you could drive around with a reader. How far does the kid have to be? It's, I, I guess it depends. It's a few hundred feet, depending on the the power of the reader and the RF. I don't know how all that technology works, but you can't zero in on them from a mile away. You can't do that. Uh, but here's what they're doing. They're going to put these readers on the buses, so when the kids get on and off the bus, they are noticing that, right? They can somehow track, for whatever the reason mm-hmm. is, uh, that information. But eventually, and you can better believe this company 
this uh, this politically connected company that's selling them the chips. They're selling them the readers, right? So they're going to make this big sale, and they're going to put these chips on the backpacks. The test program's going to go, oh, no, they're doing it for free, right? First, they're doing it for free. Test program's going to go fine. They're going to say, okay, let's roll this out district-wide. The district's going to get into the, you know, the ethics committee, of course, is going to approve it because they don't really care. They're going to approve it. The deal's going to go through. The company's probably going to bank millions of dollars mm. putting these teeny little chips in kids' backpacks. And I don't know what that's going to mean for parents as far as, you know, you have to submit your backpack to the school to have it chipped in order to uh, to have your kid go there. That's going to be a pain. Well, you don't have to because the parents can opt out. Well, yeah, that's true. But we don't know how obvious they're going to make that. It might be that if the parent asks if they can opt out, they'll be able to opt out. Otherwise, they'll just send home a letter saying, you must re- you know, your child must report with his regular backpack to school tomorrow for chipping. And then they'll just... They'll just expect that parents call and complain. They won't get. They won't actually write on the form. You can opt out of this. Mm, they have no be. reason to. So, regardless if some parents opt out, the kids are going to get brought into this. The district's going to approve this. The company's going to make millions, and then the company's going to start coming up with ideas as to how to expand the program. The company's going to be the one doing it. They're the one blazing the trail here. They're the one with the profit incentive. They're the one with this this open uh, pocketbook, this government school system that they can just keep dipping into because they know that the brother is working for the district. The brother of the owner of the company is working for the district. So once they've dipped in once, they're going to want to dip in again. Sure. They're going to say, well, you know, this program is such an unqualified success. We've been able to make sure kids are on the buses they're supposed to be on and blah, blah, blah. But now we need to know if they're in the rooms they're supposed to be in at the right time. We need to know where these kids are at all times. There could be a, a, there could be a situation on campus. I don't know what excuse they'll come up with, you know, the mad bomber or the mad gunman running through campus or, or whatever the Skipping situation school is. school would be enough. That would be one, sure. So we're going to have to put... These uh, these RFID readers and in every doorway in the school, so we know at all times where your kids are. It's for their safety. It's Isn't for it their always? own good. So they're going to propose that. That means the school district's going to say, oh, yeah, "We need safety." Yeah. Okay, so then they're going to buy these uh, readers for you know twenty times the readers they already had at who knows what price tag. And then they have to have some sort of system to uh, to tally all this information and, and display it in some sort of usable fashion. I mean, this is huge money we're talking about here, and they're selling away our freedoms. It is for a school district and uh, a little company like that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And so, so the it's company nothing compared to the waste and uh, graph that goes on on a, a federal scale. Oh, yeah. but, but it's it's big. So they're selling all these. They're making a, a buku bucks, and we're losing our freedoms. And how far away will we be from them saying it has to go? They have to be chipped. They already make parents give kids shots, don't they, in many school districts? Isn't it mandatory? Wasn't there a story a few weeks ago about Washington, D.C., and parents being very outraged about uh, having to get these mandatory vaccinations? The, the, the school districts can already have them pump chemicals into your kids. So how far are we from them putting a chip into them? It's Ask yourself that. Ask yourself. I'd say less than less than five years. Definitely less than ten. 800-259-9231 because the technology is here now and these people want to put them in your kids. Hour two's coming up.
With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the program, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. We give away all the features, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. One of the most shocking SWAT team stories you'll hear all year, most likely, uh, coming up in moments. But first, we go to the phones, talk to Paula in Florida. Paula, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Paula, Florida, going once. Paula in Florida, going twice. Uh, she might be gone. We we'll, may try her back later. All right, this story uh, from worldatdaily.com. And it just keeps getting worse. I, just to preface this, we've read so many police horror stories on this show, it's just mind-boggling how bad it has gotten out there. If the police haven't kicked in your door looking for drugs or on some other mission then you're just lucky. You're just lucky because well, they get it wrong all the time. The statistics are with you. There's not enough uh, raids that, uh, you know, even but if you're they lucky. got it wrong every time. You're still lucky in that they get these raids wrong. Even when they get them right, people, innocent people still get harmed. But sometimes they just have the wrong house. They kick in the wrong door. They kill the wrong guy. These stories happen over and over again. Like, what is it, 40,000 police raids per year? That's the number I've heard. Something like that. So just keep rolling the dice, because that's the only thing that's keeping you from being next. It could very well be you. In fact, it doesn't even have to be drugs anymore, Mark. Now it can be a a, a possibly injured child. Did you hear about this? I don't think I have, no. The mother of an 11-year-old boy abducted by SWAT team members and taken to a hospital after he was bruised while horsing around is warning members of her community of the Nazi tactics she endured. That's her word, Nazi including a statement from the officers that her rights were only in the movies. The case involves John... <laughs> yeah, this is really funny, let oh, me tell God. you. The case involves John Shiflett, who injured himself while trying to grab the handle of a door on a car his sister was driving. He slipped and fell to the pavement, hitting his head. His parents treated him for the injury and rejected paramedics' demands they be allowed to take him to a hospital. Now, before we go on, there have been other stories we've read in recent times involving parents with their children, some of them as as old as 16, having to go to court to beg for permission from a judge to allow, to uh, to handle a medical situation in the way they think is okay. And then having the judge essentially dictate to the parents what the state says should happen. Yeah. The state says that this is our child, not your child, parents, and the state will be deciding how his medical treatment will proceed. And those are disturbing stories, but they usually involve some long, drawn-out process. They usually involve, you know, going to the hospital, uh, the parents not wanting to do what the doctors say, the uh, the sort of charges being filed, and then a legal case that erupts from that. Usually takes a little time for that to happen. Now they're bringing in the SWAT team. Nearly 36 hours after... This young boy, 11 years old, who slipped and fell, and his parents, again, refused the paramedics' demands to take him to the hospital. SWAT team members broke into the family's home in western Colorado near Newcastle and took John to a hospital. 
where doctors uh, where a doctor said the family should keep ice on his bruise, which is exactly <laughs> the treatment the family had already been providing their son. That's craziness. Tina Shiflett, John's mother, has written a letter no, to well, the editor. B- before we go on, if they would have let the par- the paramedics take the boy to the hospital, how much money would it have cost them? Oh, who knows? Uh, you know, a, a, an ambulance ride, emergency room visit. Examination by the doctor. Right. Uh, you know, uh, there's some swelling. Like a good grand, something like that, right? At least it, a know, grand. It, it, people can handle this on their own. They've been handling it on their own for as long as there have been people. Right. Tina Shiflett, John's mother, has, well, now now we're just little serfs, Mark, and we can't take care of ourselves, according to it, mommy government. In some ways, more than we ever were. John's mother's written a letter to the editor of a local newspaper, the Post Independent, quote, to awaken, alert, and appall any who read it and hear the bells ringing. She said, a fully armed SWAT team broke into our home, slammed my children to the floor face down with their hands behind their backs, and shoved a gun in my daughter's face and handcuffed her. In a separate letter to the uh, to WorldNet Daily, she elaborated out of control. a little more fully. During the attack, she wrote, One officer grabbed my daughter Beth, who's 18 years old, who also had a gun to her face, slammed her down and kneed in the back and held her in that position. My sons Adam, who's 14, and Noah, only 7, lay down willingly, yet they were still forced to put their hands behind their backs and were yelled at to keep their heads down. My daughter Jeanette was coming out of the back bedroom and uh, when she was grabbed, drugged down the hallway, across a couch, and slammed to the ground, she said. This is out of control. The officers then began throwing scissors and screwdrivers across the room, out of our reach, I suppose, and going through our cupboards. I asked if I could make a phone call, and I was told no. Right. My, my the, daughter asked, they don't give you your phone call until you get downtown. Right. Well, my daughter asked if that wasn't one of our rights. The reply was made that that's only in the movies, said the cop. It was some unidentified person, possibly a paramedic, who had been refused permission to take John Shiflett to the hospital as he wanted, or as she wanted, rather, who provided information last week that convicted a magistrate, or convinced, rather, a magistrate to issue a court order that John be taken into state custody and Clearly examined rather, by a doctor. A rather easily convinced magistrate. He was taken by, a SWAT, uh, by SWAT team members dispatched by the sheriff to the family's home at 11 p.m. at night, and they punched a hole in the front door and held guns on other children in the family in order to take the young man. Now, are they going to pay to repair the door? Do they ever? No. The armed men in black masks took my terrified son against his wishes to Grand River Hospital, where he was examined by a doctor and interrogated by social services. No evidence was found that he'd not been properly taken care of. Upon his return, we were told to keep ice on his head, Tina Shiflett's letter to the editor said. To the SWAT team members, how far will you go in just doing your job? If you feel no guilt busting into an innocent family's home, traumatizing young children, and stomping the security found therein... Will you follow more horrific orders? She wrote. They're just practicing. They don't really care. I, when I was in prison, I used to see their, I can't remember what their response team was, their first response team mm-hmm. um, that would go in. But, you know, I talked to these guys. I worked for them. I was the staff canteen operator. And, you know, most of them good guys by themselves mm-hmm. in general. But when you get this whole pack mentality, this whole hoorah Testosterone yeah. run. Um, we're wearing uh, helmets with uh, face masks and uh, shock shields and that right. kind of thing. You've got an entirely different animal. To the uh, she says, may I remind you that in Nazi Germany, outrageous, monstrous crimes were committed by soldiers just doing their job. What will be next? You know that that 
particular accusation just slides off these people's backs. Oh, it sure does. They'll, they they always bounce it back with, well, this isn't Nazi Germany. Right. You don't we see don't any swastikas, do you? Right. Well, what was a swastika? I mean, now it's been vilified as this terrible symbol. But previously, it was just the symbol of a party. Mm-hmm. That was all. I mean, it, it, it's really no different than our American flag. Where will this stop, she wrote. No different than the seal of Homeland Security. Fathers, mothers, families, and countrymen, I challenge you to consider our story and ask yourself the question, if this were my family, what would I do? For it very well could be you next. As I said, Mark, it's luck that this hasn't happened to your family at this point. Yeah, that's shocking. And the story's not over. There's more detail here that I'll be getting to here in moments. But we'd love to hear from you. Do you think this is being blown up? Is this being exaggerated? Are we a bunch of um, ninnies just talking out our butts here? Who is it out there in this listening audience that believes this sort of stuff should be going on? That believes that if a family disagrees with the assertions of a paramedic, of a paramedic that and a judge should sign a SWAT team raid order on the family's house and hold kids at gunpoint? crazy what does that tell you about the mentality of these people you're dealing with a family that doesn't have any history of violence or anything like that you're sending a SWAT team in at 11 o'clock at night to snatch a little boy away from their family at gunpoint what sort of madness has infected these people and who could defend this? Well, we'll get the the sheriff. Will, we'll have a chance here in moments to defend uh, what his troops were doing. I can only imagine. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what he has to say. But I'd really rather Completely hear in from the line you. Of duty. La la la. Yeah, I'd really rather hear from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. If you if you can take the government side on this one, well, we we need to, the, that paramedic. He made a recommendation. That family didn't listen, so they need to be punished. What the hell are you thinking? 1-800-259-9231. We'll check in with the sheriff, see what he has to say for himself and his soldiers. These are not peace officers anymore, and I don't think anyone should be fooled into believing that's the case. They are not here to help you. They are not here to assist you. They're not here to make your life better. They're not here to protect you or serve you in any way. This is sick. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Features, we give them away. They include uh, the Shrine of Female Listeners, with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo. The Shrine, as a matter of fact, was just updated earlier today. Bethany. I didn't get an update. Is really? You haven't recall. checked your email then. Yes, I, I sent one. Well, I sent an update. I'm pretty darn sure of it. Okay. Anyway, uh, so um, unless I sent it to the wrong list, which has happened in the past, uh, but anyway, I'm sure your there. industry list will appreciate that. <laughs> uh, so the uh, so Bethany is our newest Shriner, and uh, she is the the young lady who we told a story about not too long ago on the show. She was pulled over for having a suspended license. And she also happened to have a Ron Paul sticker on her car. The cop, uh, uh, she was arrested. She ended up spending three days in jail over a suspended license. So that's the young lady we're talking about. You sent out the update. I, uh, it was on my personal okay, email good. account, not mine. Good, good. So, so Bethany is our newest Shriner. You can take a look at her. Uh, nice looking lady, by the way. 
freetalklive.com. We'll Your mattress about that in a minute. was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does this bother you? It bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. That's SavvyRest.com for the sleep you've been dreaming of. SavvyRest.com. Now, when you're dreaming, you normally aren't uh, imagining SWAT teams kicking through your front door, but that's what happened to one family uh, recently here in this country, which is starting to look more and more like Nazi Germany as uh, the days go on. WorldNetDaily.com reporting on the mother, or the family rather, of an 11-year-old boy held at gunpoint. Held at gunpoint. Over what, you might ask? What did this little boy do? Did he set a bomb off at the school? Was he calling in bomb threats? Was he doing something violent and dangerous? Did he did he abduct a small girl and hold her in captive in his closet in his room? What could he possibly have done? Is he dealing cocaine at school? What could he have done to deserve the SWAT team kicking in his family's door at 11 o'clock at night? Well, of course, if you listen to the last segment, you know. But if you're just tuning in, what happened was... He slipped and fell earlier. It was about 36 hours earlier. Slipped and fell. The paramedics were called. They came by. They looked at the boy. They said, we recommend that he, he be taken to the hospital for further, you know, to uh, analyze his situation. Right. You know, if I recommended to a client that they buy more radio ads, I really wish that I could uh, send in cops to make them do what I want them to do. You know, this is crazy. They're just providing a service. The family opted not to take the service. They decided to ice the bruises themselves. That's right. And that's what they said. They told the paramedics, no, no, that's okay. We don't really think it's necessary to go to the hospital. It's just a fall. Uh, I don't know why they called the paramedics. Maybe they were really worried. And, and again, I guess it just goes to show that don't ever call the government if you can, uh, if you can avoid it. And so the paramedics apparently then went and snitched out to some government bureaucracy, social services or whatever. A judge signed an order, it was sent to the police, and the police executed a search warrant, a seizure warrant or whatever, at 11 o'clock at night. And did it in grand style, too. They, oh, they with a SWAT, the SWAT team, team. Kicked in the door, busted it in. They put a hole through the door, so they probably had a concrete battering ram. They battering rammed the door open. They came in, they held the entire family at gunpoint. Children, teenagers held at gunpoint so they could abduct this 11-year-old boy, take him to the hospital where what happened? The hospital said, you should ice his bruises. That's what this was all about. Completely ludicrous. And it just goes to show you don't own your kids anymore. You don't own your property because you have to pay property taxes. And if you didn't, you know, if you were paying property taxes, that means you don't own your property because if you stop paying them, then they're going to take your property from you. In this case, if you don't follow the diktats of the government's um, henchmen, then you get to find out you don't really own your kids either. I they come think, and take your kids. I don't think one owns children. You're the, you, you know, they're your ward. You're Whatever re- required Mark, to protect them. You, they, you can't possess them like the government can. They're all wards of the state. Apparently, you just get, get to let them live at your house. Garfield County Sheriff Lou Verino told or Valaro told uh, the reporter he simply ordered his officers to do exactly what the magistrate demanded. Quote. I was given an order by the magistrate to seize the child and arrange for medical evaluation, and that's what we did. Just following orders. <laughs> you know, they, you don't, <laughs> they don't look at the circumstances. They don't say, oh, well, this is the case of a slip and fall where the parents decided that they didn't want to send the child to the hospital, so we're going dis- to send the kid to the hospital. We'll send an officer over there, um, you know, 
tell the parents that uh, a judge has decided that the child needs to go to a hospital and we'll give him a ride there. No lights, no big deal. The kid can ride up front, maybe play with a couple of buttons. Cop will tell him what it's like <laughs> to grow up to be a police officer. You know, I mean, how that much... would have been objectionable, but it would have been a lot better than this <laughs> right. situation. I would have had a problem with it, but it would have never made the news. These people are out of their minds. Yes, they sure are, and they they, are they, they're not even thinking. They're powered not, drunk nuts. And, and again, if they can do this to this family, they can do it to your family, so don't think you're immune. We continue. The situation developed at the Apple Tree Mobile Home Park. The sad thing is most people are never going to know this story occurred. The vast yep. majority of people are going to keep their heads up their butts, and they're going to be you know, very concerned about what's happening with Britney Spears and right. Brangela. Um you know, it's just, it's it's sick. It's saddening. Tom Shiflett carried his son home and put an ice pack on his head after he was horsing around and f- had fallen. Uh, while examining him to see whether his mental fa- uh, faculties were there, the boy correctly recited Bible verses and spelled words, say, uh, said the parents. But paramedics were called by a neighbor. Oh, boy. And when they arrived, Tom Shiflett let them see his son, but refused their demands he be taken to a hospital. The paramedics then apparently lobbied the city police. So the they sheriff- didn't even see this. Nope. The sheriff's office, social workers, and eventually the magistrate in order to get their way in having John taken to the hospital. Jim Bradford, court clerk in Garfield County, said it was a juvenile matter, and he couldn't comment on any aspect of the case. Well, they always do that crap. It doesn't matter that's, that it's a juvenile matter. It's an open case, so it they could use that, that excuse. It doesn't matter that it's wrong. You know, it, it doesn't matter that, some, that something that is wrong in anyone's eyes has occurred here. They can't, they can't speak about it. Participants on the Rocky Mountain News Forum, which carried the news uh, initially, wrote things like, Welcome to the police state. Another uh, poster wrote, Police shoots man in a heart at distant range is not charged. Police cover up the events that, pr- uh, that precede the death of someone in their custody. No one is charged. Police enter wrong apartment and shoot an unarmed man, thinking a can is a weapon. No charges filed. But if a kid bumps his head and his parents deem him to be okay, knock the door in and start cuffing people. Yeah. There's there's definitely a disparity in who the uh, who the first class citizens are and who the second class. Oh, ones. wait till you see what happened to a police rapist here coming up uh, this hour. These or maybe police later. are our moral superiors. They are our betters, and even better than them is the politicians and uh, you know their administrators and that kind of thing. Tina, his mother, wrote, I cannot describe the feeling of having your child abducted, taken from your care, not knowing what will happen to him, and if he'll ever be returned back into your arms again. She says, I record uh, this by my own hand in hopes of awakening anyone who would read it to the injustice of our police department, social services, and court system. The letter clarifies the family did indeed cooperate with officers who arrived at about 11 o'clock on that night. Who wouldn't cooperate? They've got MP5s in their hands. Between 10 and 11, a sheriff came to our door. My husband met him at the window, and he began to question my husband. He spoke with him and answered all his questions. The sheriff then said if Tom would just let them speak with Jonathan, our 11-year-old son, the whole matter would be closed. Tom said, you're saying if I let you speak to Jonathan, this whole matter will be closed? Then Tom called for Jonathan to come to the window. As soon as Jonathan was visible to the sheriff, a SWAT team appeared, shining lights on John's face, and others were bashing at the door with a ramming device. They lied to. More on the way. You can bring up anything. Your thoughts on this case. Does anybody out there support what the police did? Would love to hear from you. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is 
Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. The toll-free number, 800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features we give away. And uh, you can enjoy those on us, including the bulletin board system with over 300,000 posts, serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all. bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project, your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. If you're sick and tired of stories like the one we're discussing right now, where a, a SWAT team was called on a family who refused treatment from a paramedic or refused the suggestions of a paramedic. The SWAT team came in at 11 o'clock at night, busted through their door with a battering ram and held the family at gunpoint, then proceeded to abduct their 11-year-old son uh, to take him to a medical facility. If you're about sick and tired of that crap, you really should take a look at the Free State Project. Once again, that's freestateproject.org. Uh, continuing with a few thoughts here, and then we're going to your phone calls. The stories from WorldNetDaily.com. Uh, some of the some of the uh, uh, this is a little bit of the story from the family themselves. They say that uh, what happened was again they uh, their son had slipped and fallen. The, a neighbor called the, the paramedics. So the family themselves didn't even call the paramedic. Neighbor called the paramedics. Paramedics came out. They looked at the boy and they said he should be taken to a hospital. He should you know to have it uh, have him checked out. And the family said, no, that's okay. We'll just take care of him here. There's always somebody out there that's overcautious. That sure. Says, oh, you, you've cut your finger. You should go to the hospital. Somebody out there is just always a little too worried. The family decided that they were going to take the kid home. They were going to put some ice on the ba- on the uh, bruises, and mm-hmm. you know, we'll handle it from there. If there's you know, if there's an obvious concussion, if he couldn't recite the Bible verses he recited, if he couldn't spell the words that he had spelled, I mean, it was pretty clear he was fine at that point. So between 10 and 11 o'clock, after they refused the treatment, the paramedics went away. Family didn't know that what was going on behind the scenes was they were contacting the police department and a judge to get an order to go seize the child and bring him to a hospital. Uh, the, 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 the sheriff showed up, and the father went to the door to answer the sheriff's questions. He was told that if the sheriff could just speak with the 11-year-old, that they would drop the whole matter. When the, the 11-year-old was brought to the window to talk to the sheriff, the SWAT team then appeared, shining lights on his face, and then others were bashing at the door with a ramming device. My daughter resisted and pushed against the door to stop them as she didn't know who they were. I told her to back up and try not to fight them, or not try to fight them. They then entered our home, held a gun to my daughter's face, and uh, others... That's, that's why with the gun, because they were, she was not obeying completely. And others of them, no, they would have done. They would have done it anyway because she was. They couldn't have been able to tell it was her that was holding the door. I doubt. I doubt. Uh, anyway, um, others of them, five or more, rushed into the living room and physically forced my other children to the ground. None of this is necessary. The, the cops afraid that the kids are going to go run and grab guns and start shooting. I guess they should be. I mean, if they keep behaving in this way, eventually someone's going to get it into their head that it's time to fight back. We were told Jonathan would be taken to a hospital. And I get this, Mark. We were told Jonathan, you're going to come. You're going to have a son soon. We were told Jonathan was taken to would be taken to a hospital near us for evaluation, then questioned by human resources. At this point, Jonathan was scared, crying and shaking. You want to talk about damage done to a kid? Right. The bruise on his head is nothing compared to the trauma he'll be suffering from uh, having the police hold his family at gunpoint. The uh, statement continues. We asked if we could accompany him. This is their son, 11 years old, or follow them to the hospital. We were warned not to try to follow him or come to the hospital, or criminal charges would be pressed against us. 
Our son was returned to us at. Wasn't two... even allowed to go to the hospital. Nope. God. Our son was returned to us at two thirty in the morning. In all, this was not one shred. Of, in in all, this was not one shred of evidence. There was not one shred of evidence found that we had not that we had done anything wrong or that John had not been properly cared for at home. Nuts. So. 1-800-259-9231. We go to your phone calls. Let's talk to Lori Ann in Los Angeles. You're on Free Talk Live. Lori Ann. Yes, good evening, gentlemen. Hi. God bless you for covering this story. I, I have been so upset. Our, I'm getting over it. Thank the Lord for his scripture that tells us to not let our hearts be troubled because this story really got to me, and you are just doing a wonderful, wonderful job in um running the hard news. It, it reminds me of what Greg Pallast, or Pallast said, author of Armed Madhouse, um, in speaking on the documentary 9-11 Press for Truth, he just said at one point, just run the hard news, buddy. And that's what you gentlemen are doing. You're just running the hard news. And I want to ask you, have you heard one, just one, mainstream media cover this, other than World Net Daily, have you heard anyone else really covering this story? You know, I don't. Uh, I think the local newspaper. In I don't that pay, area attention, did. pay a lot of attention to uh, you know the major news sources, so I don't know. I mean, it, it's coming through the internet in different places, but this this should be covering. It should be on Good Morning America. They should have the. She it was a Christian mother. May I read her exact quote? Oh, sure. we've read some of them, but you can. Yeah, go ahead. I, she says, "I cannot describe the feeling of having your child abducted, taken from your care." not knowing what will happen to him and if he will ever be returned back into your arms again. Yeah. Shiflet wrote in yep. a separate letter to WNT. I record this by my own hand. Yep, yep. We just hope... we just read that a few moments ago. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. What your it, thoughts? Do you have any other thoughts? She, well, she gave glory to Jesus Christ. This was a Christian well, blah blah blah. I don't really was... care about that part. I'm an atheist well, by the way, just so well, you know. Uh, well, that's fine. Well, sir, but I'm not. And yeah. th- and the the point with this story though is that if this would have happened to someone other than a Christian, I think that it would be covered right now. Oh, I think that's paranoid. Media. I really don't think so. Yeah, that's paranoid. Okay, well, um, I thank you, and I'll let you go. Thank All right, you. thank you. 800-259-9231. Maybe, maybe, is, she thinks it's, maybe she thinks it's the end times or something like that. And, yeah, I don't and, know. You know the, the Christians are being persecuted, but I, I think that this could very well... Th- we read story after story... Story of, after story. ...of uh, similar incidents, not exactly the, the right. same. I and mean, this, most, is, this the, is definitely egregious. In 99% of the cases, we have no idea what the religious affiliations of right. the people are. The, the vast majority of them, you just don't know. So I, I think it could very well have happened to any family... I, and I think a lot of families return to religion when they when they have kids because they think, well, this is the way I was raised. I should raise my kids this way. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people step away from their religion until they have children, and they say, well, that's the right thing to do. I'm going to come back, and I'm going to raise the kids religiously. And so they get more involved in religion. Let's continue with your calls and talk to Donald in Nevada. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Donald. Donald? This, this story is totally disgusting. My... Uh... There's a uh, part of the article that said that the uh, guy had been in Vietnam as a medic, so yeah. he's been trained and has experience in treating injuries. <laughs> he sounded trained, and, and I didn't hear that so, part of the article. So, yeah, yeah thanks, for, in this article. thanks for sharing that. My, my dad was a uh, para, uh, as an EMT when I was growing up, and he took care of our injuries. So the same thing could have, if we were growing up today, the same thing could have happened to us. 
Sure could have. My dad was a mold maker at Tropicana, and he took care of my injuries when I got hurt. Right. I, I mean, mean, you know. Not that, not that if this guy was like a clerk at a porno shop, that would make it any more <laughs> right. right. You know, but still. people can, you can take care of the, the regular bumps, scrapes, and bruises yeah. that kids get, and they're going to get them. And it's right. just a, it's 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 crazy that you that these paramedics recommended that he t- go to the hospital in the first place and sent the SWAT team in to uh, you know mete out the punishment. And it's crazy and that the, the SWAT team followed the orders. And I can't wait to talk to him about this because he, 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 just knowing him, he he'd be disgusted by this as well. Who are you gonna talk to this about is it? His dad, I think, right? You were gonna I talk to your to dad. Then. What's that? You said you were gonna talk to your dad. No, my uh, my brother's a uh, paramedic. Oh, your brother's as well, a paramedic. So, okay. And so I can't wait to talk to him about this. I wish it's, people uh, who had uh, brothers that were SWAT team members would go ahead and talk to them about this. Yeah, would you ask your SWAT team member family members uh, if they would have followed these same orders? Oh, have a good one, then, guys. Thanks Thank for the you, call, sir. dude. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You know, it brings me back to a call we had a few nights ago after the uh, New Hampshire primary, uh, and the guy was talking about you know getting some guns together, that sort of thing. You you have to really you have to really wonder when will people think that it is time for uh, for retaliation against the these thug like Nazi esque tactics in it's this country. It's not going to work. Um, retaliation, unless it was done on a large scale, isn't going to work. Um, th- th- these these SWAT team members would have loved some retaliation. They would have sprayed those pe- those oh, children all over the walls. That. I understand that. I just I just wonder, you know, because they say. Uh, from back in World War II times, that if the uh, Jews had met the SS down at the, at the front doors with clubs or something to fight them back, it might have put a stop to the Holocaust. But they didn't. They slowly were taken away one by one. When will we realize that it's time to fight back? I just don't know. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. Bring up whatever you want. one 800 Two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there we give away. If you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, go shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So head on over to amazon.freetalklive.com to get your shopping done, get all the products you need for life, and benefit Free Talk Live all at the same time. What could be better? Amazon.freetalklive.com. So talking about a uh, disturbing story here a moment ago in regards uh, to the police apparently just being able to kick in your door if your kid bumped his head outside. That's what's ha- that's what it's come down to. I mean it sounds like if a, they can bump if they can kick in your door for that, they can kick in your door for, for anything. Anything. You're damn right they can. And I was just asking the question rhetorically, not necessarily suggesting anybody be violent. I, I I agree with you, Mark, that that's what they want. They want people to be violent so they have an excuse to pull their triggers. I mean, in this case, at least no one got hurt beyond the kid maybe mentally being damaged and being uh, scared S-less of the police from uh, from now on. Uh, so no real physical damage was done here. Of course, they, they were putting their knees in kids' backs and forcing them to the ground. So there could have been some bruises and bumps as a result of that. But, but at least no one lost their life uh, in this particular instance. But you really have to wonder, you know, what was it like being in Nazi Germany when the Jews were being rounded up? What were people saying to each other back then? Well, they were told they were bad. The Jews are bad. Just like we're told that illegal immigrants are bad now and Muslims are bad now. And parents who won't take their kids to the hospital are bad now, apparently. Well, they're abusers. You can't do anything bad to kids. 
Well, these kids weren't abused, and there was no victim. There was no complainant. There was no one who was harmed. There was no one who could bring charges in this case. And this is how it's gone, that these victimless crimes, these consensual crimes, uh, drug users, for instance, they've been having their doors kicked in for years, and now it's expanding. And what did we say before, Mark, about what have we said so many times on this show when people will make the excuse of, well, if, if you don't have anything to hide then uh, what's your objection You know, to these police searches and that sort of thing? Now you know. Well, yeah, exactly. And I had always said... These people well, had nothing to hide. Right. What happens if they outlaw something you like to do? In this case, it wasn't particularly anything that was outlawed. It was just that they decided differently from how you decided. Your rulers did not agree with how you wanted to take care of your kid, so they sent the goon squad in to take him away from you. In this case, the family's lucky they got to see their son again. They're lucky charges weren't pressed. Of course, that's how we have to look at it, right? It's like, well, let's try to find the silver lining in this hellish affair. There's no good news here. I'm just trying to somehow paint this in some sort of positive light. I guess I'm trying to point out it could have been worse. And give them enough time, and it will be worse. Oh, yeah. I mean, Give them enough time, they'll take the kid permanently. You, you, you can believe that uh, at, at some point, the next time this happens, the doctors won't say, oh, well, put some ice on it and the kid will be okay. The cops will say, you've got to hold that kid. He's got problems. You need to hold him, Doc. And they'll do what they're told. And they'll charge the family with child endangerment because the doc has to trump up something. The toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. So I'm curious as to what your response is, your feeling about this story. But in other news, since we're talking cops, you remember the, uh, the, the disparity that we were discussing earlier between them and us? Us versus them, the cops, our betters, our moral superiors, our enforcers. They're better than we are, aren't they? And you can see it. When a cop gets charged with a crime, which is rare, but when a cop actually gets charged with a crime, you can see it in the, the uh, sentencing disparity. Cops usually get a slap on the hand compared to the rest of us. Why is that? Well, it's their buddies, you know. It's their friends. They get a little protection in turn for backing up their their friends when the time comes. But even I have said that there have been cases when uh, when you'll actually see a cop get punished. You know, when they get caught red-handed, for instance, abusing a suspect on videotape or audiotape, it's pretty hard for them to squirm away from those. Videotapes are a wonderful thing. Uh, when they might rape somebody, it's, it's pretty hard to... Well, now then again, they have gotten away with murder a number of times. It, it actually seems like they're better at getting away with murder than they are of rape. But maybe the rules are changing, Mark. Because according to Baltimore Crime at Blogspot, and uh, linked to another uh, website here, the Baltimore Sun... A Baltimore police officer has been sentenced for rape. Well, no, it was going to be rape. Just before a scheduled rape trial was scheduled to begin today, Baltimore police officer William Darrell Welch, 41, uh, of Maryland, pled guilty to misconduct in office. Judge C. Themelis sentenced Welch to a suspended 10-year prison term. Suspended, that means nothing. Three years probation and ordered him to tender his resignation to the police department by January 14th. On July 16th, 2006, Officer Welch had sexual intercourse in the Southeastern District Station with a 16-year-old girl after she'd been taken into custody by another officer. Hmm. Assistant uh, State Attorneys uh, prosecuted the case, so he was facing a second-degree rape charge. 
Well, statutory rape. Oh, I believe it was, uh, no, second-degree rape. Okay. This from the Baltimore Sun. For more information here, the Baltimore police officer accused of having sex with a 16-year-old girl will avoid serving time in prison. He entered an Alford plea in which he does not admit guilt, but concedes that the state has enough evidence to convict him. Circuit court judge entered a guilty plea for misconduct in office and sentenced Welch to what we just told you. Prosecutors dropped the second-degree rape charge that could have put the Timonium resident behind bars for 20 years. So because he's a cop, they dropped the rape charge, and he pled guilty to... What was the charge? It was office uh, office misconduct. misconduct. No, misconduct in office. And he got three years probation for raping a girl. I'm not 100% sure it's rape as opposed to... Uh, Statutory rape, but it could be. The prosecutor's case was Either way, it's, it's, it's clearly a disparity. You and I would go be going to prison. Well, listen to the details here. The prosecution's case was complicated. He by should get a bigger sentence than we do. For that's how it should power. work. I agree. But in this case, when you've got your buddies on the squad backing you up, it makes it real easy to get away with raping teenage girls. Because the prosecution's case was complicated by, guess what, Mark? The disappearance of crucial evidence. Mm, go figure. Mm. Who has access to the evidence room? Well, the cops, of course. Including the rape kit. Poof. Where'd that go? Clothing. Rape, rape kit. Mm. Discarded wet wipes that DNA analysis had concluded contained genetic material from Welch and the girl. The evidence was missing as early as May and just hasn't been found. But it had been tested before it disappeared. Brown said he'd recommended to his client that his client accept the prosecutor's offer because the DNA evidence pointed to him and the victim would be kind of credible on the witness stand. Brown also said the missing evidence would hurt his client's credibility. He said Baltimore City police officers aren't really held in the highest esteem by jurors. With the missing evidence, the jury might believe it was the cops trying to help another cop. Well, no kidding. Maybe that's because Baltimore juries are cynical enough, because I've heard, you know, Baltimore's uh, sort of a high-crime area, which inevitably means there's a lot of corrupt cops around. So maybe they become cynical enough to understand that the system is corrupt, and yeah, they do back each other up. Yes, they do protect one another. Yes, they will lie to protect each other, and they will tamper with evidence. They have a better system set up for it because it happens more often. Brown said there was nothing corrupt in the disappearance of the evidence, calling it a blunder, which is also a possibility because the cops are blundering oafs. Assistant state's attorneys declined to comment on the outcome of the case. Uh, general blah, 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 agreement. Uh, Burns said prosecutors were, not most, were most concerned about the victim's credibility under cross-examination. The alleged incident occurred when an officer stopped the girl after seeing her illegally seeking an unlicensed taxi. That's why she got arrested? Because she was trying to ride in a gypsy cab? That's why they arrested this girl? Crazy. People, uh, police learned that there was an open warrant charging her with prostitution in Baltimore County. Well, once again, prostitution should be legalized. They'll solve that problem. While awaiting transfer to Baltimore County, Welch led the girl into an interview room. Alone with her, he flirted, confronted her about the marijuana he said he had found in her purse, and told her that he could charge her with a crime. According to the victim's account outlined in court documents, Officer Welch said the marijuana offense would disappear if the girl performed a sexual act. This isn't unheard of, by the way. Stuff happens all the time. She didn't respond, according to court documents, and told him that she needed a way to dispose of the marijuana, which she said he helped, he helped her dump down a toilet in the station house. When they returned to the interview room, they had sex. The girl told authorities that she didn't express any objections. When it comes to putting a victim on the stand who's credible and can withstand cross-examination... Yeah, that sounds like second-degree rape. 
We have to uh, we have to have her say no. I did not want to have sex with him. That it was not consensual in order to get the rape conviction. There can be no equivocation whether or not it was consensual. The girl told Pol- uh, Baltimore County Police about the alleged encounter. He was encounter. under duress. Absolutely, he she was, was using his power to. Uh, if she had said no, he would have beat her or something. She was scared to death. I mean, who's to say that the marijuana was even hers? No way to know that. We need we need you know a conviction in a court of law for that. Yeah, all we know is this cop was threatening her with more charges. She was probably scared to death as well, as it was, so she did as he was demanding. And now he got a little slap on the hand and an official misconduct charge. This man got away with rape. More on the way. You can take control. Hour three's coming up. It's free talk live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching at hour number three of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. Bring up whatever you want. 1-800-259-9231. Got a neat little story coming up here, maybe this hour, maybe tomorrow night. Who knows when we'll get to it, but hopefully this hour, about goal setting. One of those useful things beyond just the uh, coverage tonight has sort of been police state insanity. Uh, so we'll just try to get to something useful for your life here in a few moments, but we're going to take your phone calls first. Of course, uh, we go to Alan, who's been very patient waiting in Canada. Alan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Good evening, Ian. How are you? Hey there. Good. What's on your mind, Alan? Well, uh, I'm just, I tuned in when you were making comment about the uh, audacity of the police um, having insulted the, uh, the family collectively who had the trial with a bruise on mm-hmm. Okay, well... Uh, I just want to mention that uh, for the thought that there are pro- uh, for-profit agencies that, t- that uh, benefit from the taking of children. Um, they, I mean, these agencies make money. It's they're paid. How so? To, you mean be, you're talking about for-profit, so not the government bureaucracies that are stealing children? Who who is uh, who's profiting from this? Uh, you would have to check with one of your other affiliates. But I was I was listening online actually, and there are for-profit agencies. Uh, and you, I mean, I can't quote the sources, but uh, this was verified through several several sources. What are they uh, doing? Are they providing services to uh, like the Department of Children and Families and others? Uh, basically, yes. And if you can't take your take care of your child, then we'll have to do it for you. And this costs money, etc. So we'll get funding from the government, etc., etc. Um, now I, I, I can't comment further on that, but it's just something. That well, I'm it sounds out believable. It sounds believable. I mean, we were starting the sh- earlier in the show. We were talking about government people and their connections with others in industry and them scratching each other's backs. So it wouldn't be surprising if DCF, uh, the Department of Children and Families, or whatever it's called in your state, was somehow contracting out, taking care of some of the kids they've stolen. Even so, that doesn't explain why the magistrate would uh, you know, write out this uh, search warrant and the cops would decide to execute the st- search warrant in um, the fashion of a SWAT team. I right, mean, this is a lesson. Well, I have an explanation for that, Okay, if you like. Yeah. And it's not a supportive one, don't get me wrong. Well, if you go back to uh, Germany, the taking of children and the breaking down of doors and Papers, please. It was such a standard everyday practice. Society mm-hmm. was conditioned towards that. Oh yeah. Uh, and we are living in Gestapo Nazi Germany here, uh, Auschwitz, Germany. I mean, not only did they take children, but there were piles of bodies, 
and there were not only men, but there were women and children in those piles of bodies, gassed to death or beaten or whatnot. And so we're, we're there already because, of course, you know, that torture is now legally sanctioned by the U.S. government uh, under uh, a measured use of force, the extraction of information. Uh, habeas corpus has gone down the window, and sure. PSYOPs, which is, for, for listeners who aren't aware, is just basically the systematic scientific uh, development of, of fear-mongering throughout the masses in conjunction with... They've been operations. very effective at that. They've been very Absolutely. effective at scaring the people. And Didn't you know that Israel is going to attack Iraq now, Iran now? That's, that, that's what's... Uh, and, and at that point, Bush is going to have to intervene when Israel attacks. These are just more of the false propaganda. It, 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 again, it's all about circular logic. Let's create... A, an excuse or a platform under which we can impose further tyranny and persecution of our people under right. the guise of homeland security. Right, and all in the name of keeping you safe. Yep. Exactly. Now, one, a very harrowing point I want to address. Tony Blair in the United States, uh, if you go online, you can Google this eugenics project. Well, it's not enough that you can... I mean, there's, there's a 13-year-old girl who got tased by police. There's a 45-year-old woman who was ostensibly choked on her handcuffs at Phoenix, Arizona Airport. I remember that September. story, yeah. Right, right. It happened again also in Vancouver in Canada, where I'm calling you from, on October 14th. That was Robert Bizansky. But, I mean, not, not now, now, I mean, it's not enough that they can uh, come in blazing through doors and attack your own children and take them away. Of course, they've done more damage than was ever, ever than ever was done in the uh, by, by the Bruce's themselves. So the hypocrisy is immeasurable. But now, apparently, uh, your children can be guilty of some kind of, of crimes from birth. You see, it's Tony Blair's profiling from birth project, eugenics. Look it up. It's uh, derivative. Uh, eugenics is derivative from Ford, Car uh, Carnegie, Kellogg. There's some pretty scary eugenics programs that have gone on right here in America in the well, past. They've been adopted. Exactly, yeah. and it's, it's a, a collection. So the idea club. over there, I think we've reported on something similar to what you're describing. The idea is that if the parents are at risk, then therefore the children, you know, if the parents have had some uh, convictions or problems with the state, then therefore the children are more likely, so they're entered into this special little program, right? Oh, it's worse than that. It's, it, that, that, that is an aspect of it that's that entered in the databases, but they're actually trying to associate it with DNA now. They're doing DNA samples of Whoa. people. Uh, who have who have committed what they call referred to as crimes, which means you were just on the bad side of the state, uh, and they decided to to give you a beatdown, and they're trying to associate it with these DNA testing, and so children are literally getting DNA testing and blood samples and being matched according to the probability that they will be in contention with the ideology of the police state. So if you that have the wrong DNA, then you get marked basically as a potential so problem words, child. Not only robbing the cradle, cradle, but charging the baby in it. Right, and this, this is the same country you're talking about, uh, the U.K., that is building a child database where I'm sure that information is going to be entered in, as well as uh, over, uh, what is it, 300,000 uh, teachers and other bureaucrats will have access to this database where they can just go in there and write things about your kid and uh, and share all kinds of information, and they... they they're implementing this program, and yes, it's it's a, it's a it's called better targeting by the uh, project. It's better targeting. Very scary stuff, and it's um, all coming down as sooner rather than later, and it'll be here before you know it. Thanks for the call, Alan. We appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. All the more reason to get your kids the hell out of the government school system. Get them away from this indoctrination as much as you possibly can. People are being trained to accept this nonsense. This goes back, uh, it all ties in together. We were talking last night about the checkpoints. 
these uh, citizenship checkpoints where the police are stopping every single car on a given road. Right now it's only in the northern and southern border areas, 50 miles north or south of the border. But they're training people. They're getting them used to being questioned. They're getting them used to being stopped. They're getting them used to being abused by the police. They're getting them used to seeing these stories and not thinking anything of it or thinking, well, good thing that didn't happen to me, instead of what can I do to help these people, or this is an outrage, something must be done to put a stop to this. People are being trained to be more obedient, more docile when it comes to dealing with the police. We've got the uh, the airports where they're searching people. They're they're asking them to take their belts and their shoes off. There are secondary screenings where people are being patted down. It's like herding cattle. They're 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 completely Americans have just given up their freedoms. They're just letting them go. And the more they let go, the more the state takes hold, the more they strangle them away. I I really don't know how much longer we could even anyone could even possibly claim this is a free country with a straight face. Well, the people that aren't paying attention can. It's an absurd claim. Absolutely absurd. We continue with your calls. You bring up what you want. Let's talk to, I believe we have Matt in Illinois on the amp line. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Ian. Hey, Mark. Hey, what's on your mind? Um, well, uh, originally why I called was something else, but you you, you mentioned these uh, these uh, checkpoints. Yeah. And uh, the two guys I, I supervise at work are uh, Bulgarian. They're actually from Bulgaria. That's where Bulgarians are from. <laughs> and... Uh, it's just a strange place, I think. I've, 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 I've hardly ever heard of them. But anyway, apparently there's a large population in Chicago. Okay. And um, one of his friends has a cousin that was driving up through Tennessee and got pulled over at a checkpoint in Tennessee. And uh, since he had an illegal Social Security number that he had bought from somebody, oh boy, he was sent to Bulgaria. They said, you could either go to court or you can go back to Bulgaria. Hmm. So they shipped him back to Bulgaria. Uh, but that's not why I called. You were talking about these uh, people that had their doors rammed in by the SWAT team. Yeah, 11 o'clock at night because their kid had a bump on the head and they didn't do what the paramedics suggested and take him to the hospital. So the paramedics snitched them out to the cops. A judge signed an order and the police enforced it. 11 o'clock at night, kicking in a, a, a batter, using a battering ram to bust in a family's door and uh, snatch their son away from them. Right, that was a family. They had 10 kids, so he had no money to send the kid to the hospital in the first place. Uh, it wasn't even necessary. I know you've got more. Hang on, right. Matt. We'll bring you back. 800-259-9231. It was a bump on the head. This is It's an out-of-control police state. I don't think anyone can deny it at this point, at least anyone who's paying attention. Can you deny it? Does it make you feel good to deny it? More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want. The toll-free number for you, 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line in here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, enjoy those on us. They include live streams. There's a broadband version and dial-up version of the show waiting for you for free at freetalklive.com. How would you like to lose up to 25 pounds in just nine days without permanently changing your diet? You can. Check out this amazing doctor-recommended product. Go to FTLdiscount.com. You can read some real testimonials and find out how to order. That's FTLdiscount.com. Back to the phones and to the fun. Let's go back to Matt in Illinois. Matt, uh, you were just starting to comment on this story, which we covered a little while back on the show uh, tonight. 
In regards to a family that had their house raided, their door bashed in by the SWAT team because they didn't want to take their son to the hospital to have a bump on his head looked at. Yeah, he had also uh, um, cooperated with the police earlier and that a sheriff had come up and said that, well, there was nothing he could do about it if the guy didn't want to let them take the kid to the uh, to the hospital. And then later on, they showed up with the SWAT team. Mm-hmm. Well, the whole thing was just ridiculous. He was a he was a medic, so he knew what he was doing. Hmm. But anyway, um, it, it reminded me kind of of a time when uh, my kid had hurt himself. I didn't get the police knocking on my door or anything. I did take my kid to the hospital. He was wrestling with his uh, big brother and a friend of his big brother's, and they hit him into the wall. It's yeah. that wall in the basement. And he cracked the back of his head open. Oh wow! So I had to take him to the hospital. He was bleeding everywhere. Sure. I got him up there. And as he's sitting in front of the doctor, the doctor starts asking him how this happened in in a, an accusatory way, trying to get him to say that I had done something wrong. Right, like you'd busted his head open somewhere. Right, or that somebody else. And when the doctor asked my kid that, he my kid looked at me as if to say, should I answer the question? Hmm. And I looked at him, I said, just tell him what happened, Wayne. And, and Wayne told him what happened. So there's been this mentality, this kind of tattletale mentality for a long time. You know, this this happened 10 years ago. Right. And um, it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. If we had put a kibosh on it 10 years ago, it wouldn't have gotten to this point. It sure, sure has. I mean, in the case we were discussing, it was the neighbor that called the paramedics. The parents, the kid slipped and fell. The parents helped their kid up, and they started tending to him. The neighbor called. They didn't ask the neighbor to. It was just some busybody that thought they were doing the right thing. Let the parents decide whether to call the paramedics or not. Right, especially if the parents have already taken care of it. I mean, the neighbor had to have seen that the parents went out there and took care of it. And So, you know, at that point, if I'm a neighbor and I've seen that the, the parents have have gotten it, I say, okay, fine, everything's under control. Right. Want, It'd be one thing it. if the kid was out by himself and he slipped and the parents weren't home, then it'd be okay to call, I think, the uh, the paramedics if you're a neighbor. But if the parents are right there, what? Are, uh, completely unnecessary. Right, the whole thing was, it, it just, it boggles my mind. It, it really, really does. is amazing, isn't it? And, and the, the, the fact that this can happen in America and the police just blow it off. I mean, the, the sheriff, the quote we read from the sheriff was, well, we had an order from the magistrate and we enforced it. I mean, he just didn't even care. Right. He just this, doesn't care. It's not America. This isn't America. It's not the America I grew up in. It's not the America I thought I was growing up in, but apparently I was wrong. Yeah. It's just despicable. Matt, thanks for the call tonight, dude. Appreciate hearing. Oh, Ron Paul. oh yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, right on. Ron Paul. Very good, sir. 800-259-9231. Haven't mentioned Ron Paul yet tonight. Got more calls. We're going to get to them. But since he mentioned Ron, uh, did you hear about the hand count? Uh, that they're going to redo it? Well, Dennis Kucinich is uh, is going to have a, a a recount done. He's paying for that. That's that's I'm a different story. I, yeah, I, I saw that, and I was wondering whether I should send a little money to Dennis Kucinich. Because he, you know, his supporters did not send him money to do a recount in New Hampshire. They sent him money to run uh, for president of the United States. Yeah. He's deciding to do a recount. Um, I want to see a recount, so I'm kind of thinking I should. I don't know. I, I can't really con- – I, I, I find it – I don't think I could send my money to a socialist. Well, it, but if you're doing the – if he's doing the right thing, you want to support the right thing, right? Mm. Yeah, I don't know if I could do that. I think I would encourage the Ron Paul campaign to join with Dennis Kucinich in calling for that recount and then maybe send Ron Paul a few bucks. Anyway, uh, interesting little detail here from DailyPaul.com. 
there were a certain number of uh, towns in New Hampshire that counted the ballots by hand as compared to using a machine to count the ballots. Now, remember, New Hampshire votes paper ballot style. So they're all paper ballots, but some are counted by machine, some counted by hand. Interestingly enough, in the towns where the ballots were hand counted, not one of those towns did Ron Paul get less than 10% of the vote. And um, some of the towns that um, hand counted, or not hand counted, but some of the towns that uh, where it was a small amount of people and they know that they voted for Ron Paul, mm-hmm. they reported zero. And uh, you know, people looked at their towns. Right. Uh, by the way, some of these towns, they uh, Ron Paul got 34%, 25%, 17%. I mean, uh, several of them were much higher than 10%. But no town where there were hand counting going on or where there was hand counting going on had less than 10% of the votes for Ron Paul. So it really makes you wonder about the uh, the machine counting. Was there some shenanigans going on? Possibly. We go back to your phone calls and talk to John in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, John. John. John yes. on his cell phone. Hello. Hello. How you doing? Hey, what's on your mind I'm tonight? down here on my ranch now, so I'm going to get inside my truck because my god diesel running. Very good, sir. Just a second. Not a problem. Uh, yeah. You know, the thing about it is they can throw the government on you any time. There's so many answers that you wouldn't believe. Uh, I, spray, I spray my hay field, okay, kill weeds. Mm-hmm. Okay. One year I didn't spray it. We had some goldenrod, so what we did was we mowed off the top of them. Well, all the goldenrod tops went away in like you know a couple you know a couple weeks because it killed them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Our, my neighbor called the EPA. The EPA came down and did soil samples all around my field to see if I'd sprayed or not. Now mm-hmm. I'm allowed to spray, but that wasn't the issue. The issue was my neighbor turned me in. Yep. Now if they would have found anything and it would have sprayed over in their property, I would have been looking at a fifty thousand dollar fine. Wow. Yeah. Now, see, that's crap. Now, you know, what I'm getting at is they, they'd have to prove that I sprayed into their field. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But still, they could break me. I, I would lose my ranch. Let's put it that way. Sure. Well, the EPA can take happened. you to court, and they can sue you forever, and you, you're eventually going to run out of money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would never win against the EPA. I know people right now that are against the EPA, and they have lost. I mean, I'll give you another guy. Another guy had a, uh, an oil well that was put on his ranch 20 years before he bought it. Okay. Okay? Somebody spilled some oil, and they had a 55-gallon barrel buried. And it got in the stream, and because it was on his ranch, he took a $50,000 hit. Oh, man. And he didn't even know it was there. Unbelievable. That's just so wrong. He didn't bury it. He shouldn't be responsible for it. No. Let me tell you how it is. You own the property. You're responsible for the property. Mm. It's disgusting. Yeah, it didn't cradle the grave because the oil company that had drilled it was out of business. Mm. See how it works? We've got a point now, and I'm not going to blame a Democrat or Republican. I voted for Ron Paul twice. No, I'll blame them both. Yeah, they're they're both doing this. Yeah, they're both doing it. And, and here's another thing. Right now, they're planning on stopping people that have APs. You know what APs are, right? What's that? Armor piercing. And see, gonna... I, carry, I carry ammo that's armor piercing. How are they going to stop you? Well, they're going to try to ban it. Oh, great. That's just Canada. what we need. Oh, man. Eighty percent of the people in Canada are fellows. Did you know that? Unbelievable, man. I wish we had more time for you, but thanks for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. They can get you for anything. He's right. 
One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Take control of the airwaves and... It's your show. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where the features are completely free. So enjoy those, including the archives, an entire year's worth of the program right there. Front page of the website for your downloaded convenience. Just go to freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you'd like to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. That's 1-800-544-6359. For SACL CAI, we just got off the phone with John in Texas pointing out how, really, if the government wants you, they can just figure something out to get you for. There's no there's no amount of law abiding that you can do that will keep you safe. If they decide they've got your number, it's your numbers come up, that they want you or your kids or whatever it is that they want from you, your house, your car, your money, they will get it. There's nothing standing in their way. They well, have so enough many laws, laws out there. Right. They have enough laws that it's only a matter of picking one and then just applying it to you. Or just railroading you to death. Just, uh, br- you know, bringing you into court and squeezing, your, squeezing you dry. Because they've got more money than you do. So that's why I just, you know, and that's why I'm to the point where it just doesn't matter to me anymore. Whatever. Go ahead. Come after me. I don't care. I mean, I've admitted I smoked marijuana on the show several times. So what? So what? Who cares? I've admitted I don't pay federal taxes. Whatever. Come and get me. They haven't done it yet, but maybe they will someday. And I won't be surprised when it happens. I don't know why they're waiting. I'm out here on the radio stirring it up six nights a week. Of course, they won't stop Free Talk Live if they come and get me. There's plenty of us here. Right. There's There's more than one host of this show. Which is, why the, which is one of the reasons why the show's designed that way, beyond the fact that it'd be boring as sin without, with just me here. I like having someone else to talk to, but I also like the idea that there are other people standing at the ready to take my place in the event that something drastic were to happen. So, uh, you know, what I just, there's a certain point at which you just you realize there's no line anymore. That it doesn't matter anymore. If they want you... If they want to take you, cart you off to some prison cell, take you to a secret prison in a, you know, gulag somewhere like they did to Jose Padilla. And I haven't seen an update on his case for the longest time. What's going on with that guy? Apparently there's a lawsuit that he's uh, filing against the government or something like that. If they want you, they'll come and get you. So why bother obeying anymore? Why bother? Yeah, it's not going to reduce your likelihood. The only way to reduce your likelihood of getting picked up is to go and fly off the radar. Go and live in a log cabin in the woods somewhere, far, far away from civilization. That's the best way to keep the government out of your life. That's the best way to ensure that they leave you the hell alone. Of course, then again, there's a chance that some bureaucrat might be poking around through the woods someday and find your unlicensed cabin, and then, well, you know what happens next. You didn't get a permit for this, did you, son? 
Well, we're going to have to tear this down unless you go ahead and uh, give us some retroactive payments. I mean, it's just law after law after law. Who cares anymore? I can tell you I don't. You know, it's come to the point where people that love liberty need to start putting it on the line. Because it's on the line anyway. It's only a matter of time before they target you for something. And maybe it's not even necessarily something you did. Maybe it's not even necessarily something you expected to be targeted for. The family earlier, they didn't think that their neighbors would uh, snitch them out. But they did. So that's just how I feel. It's like, well, whatever. Might as well come out. Might as well oppose the state as vocally as possible. Spread the message of liberty as far and as wide and as fast as possible. That way, hopefully by the time they do make a move on me or one of my friends, that others of us will be around to back us up. That's the point, to me, of the Free State Project. One of the main reasons why I moved to New Hampshire. Because I was flying below the radar more uh, down in Florida than I am today. Because down in Florida, if something were to happen to me or someone I care about, Julia, for instance, then there wouldn't be anyone else around. I don't even think I could count on my parents to show up at my trial or whatever the situation would be. You know, in this country, we've uh, one of the reasons we have the problems that we do is because Americans don't stand up and say anything. In this country, we've began equating freedom with comfort. Mm. You know, as long as... You got the plasma screen TV, and uh, you've got a car and a cell phone and good food to eat. We're free. Not so much. Gilded cage. One eight hundred. Yep. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So that's why I say now's the time because the longer you wait, the worse this is going to get. You have SWAT teams kicking in doors, battering rams, stealing eleven-year-old children from nonviolent families who've not done anything wrong. This is happening. This isn't some you know uh, fantasy world. I couldn't have made that up. That's not a movie script. That's not something that someone fantasized. It's really happening, and it's only one example. People are being arrested, and they're put in jail cells because they've decided to pluck a flower from a plant that grows in the earth and incinerate it and inhale the smoke in their lungs. Well, actually, it's not the actual smoking that's illegal. It's the possession of the flowers. Possessing flowers has been illegal in this country for decades. Mm. (laughs) This is madness. And if you haven't had it yet, when will you? If you haven't, if you aren't to the point of being absolutely disgusted and appalled and outraged, when will that line be crossed for you? Because for me, it was years ago. And for me, it's just been step after step of getting closer to people that are of like mind. That's why I moved to the Free State Project, because I've seen it. I've seen what happens when someone around, someone, a liberty activist in New Hampshire gets into some trouble with the state. The others that are around rally behind that person. They support that person. Mark, when you were in jail, did anyone ever come to see you besides mom? A few people. I was in there a long time. You really find out who your friends are, don't you? Yeah, not, not many yeah. friends came to see me. No. Right. It's Certainly different not here. very often. It's different here. Here they stand outside the jail and they protest. Isn't that where you want to be, at least if you love freedom? Well, I'd prefer not to be in jail. I know. I'm talking <laughs> about that situation. Better to be to have people backing you up who believe in what you do, who are willing to make the stand with you, than to be all by yourself. Let's continue. Talk to Dennis in New Hampshire. Dennis, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. 
Dennis, going to the phones. Sure. Hello. Oh, Ian, I am quite sure that you will get arrested someday. Yeah, well, whatever. And I do have to commend you. you. You've organized your life and what you're doing to the point where I can I can see where you could spend time in jail and it have you know it wouldn't significantly impact your life after. So that's there's something to be said for planning ahead like that. Yeah, well, I just don't care. You know, I faced jail in the past, so whatever. It's like, eh, okay. Well. I, I do believe that I'm probably just as pissed off as you are, but um, I, I don't think it's necessary or useful to go to jail over certain things, or at least it's not how I I'm not trying to go to jail, problem. Janice. Uh, I just realize it's a real, real-life possibility. You know, if they want you to go to jail, you're going to jail. It won't matter what you think. Well, that, that's... That's actually a, an interesting point, and I, I, I think it's important to try and at least gum up the wheels of the government that would do that to the degree that such is possible. Um, you know, your caller earlier mentioned habeas corpus, and I think most people think of habeas corpus as being like one of the things that Bush took away, and that's about what they know. Mm-hmm. But really, it's 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 I call it the show me the money to the government. It's, yeah. it's the thing that says that the government has to show you the evidence against you. The body, the body of evidence. Do anything to you? Yeah. Exactly. So there's there's actually a bill that was submitted by a free stater in the uh, uh, New Hampshire legislature winding its way around that basically com- sells that the, the president and no judge, no one like that can revoke habeas corpus. And if they try to, it compels the state of New Hampshire, specifically the attorney general, um, to take any and all actions necessary to secure the privilege. Hmm. That's a fine idea. Dennis, did you have any more thoughts? I just think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. And there's that's one of the other reasons to come here, because there are some uh, some positive political things going on here in New Hampshire that really you can't really identify happening in any other state. So it's, well, it's I'm going to go there and support that guy's effort. That's very a great good. idea. It's quite a unique opportunity. And, Dennis, thanks for the update here. 800-259-9231. Enough time for your call in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The feature's there. We give away. Uh, So do enjoy those on us. And if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then you should shop at our store. Grab yourself some great Free Talk Live merchandise like T-shirts and hats and hoodies and lighter bottle opener combos, DVD classic archive collector sets, free bumper stickers, and more. The Free Marketeer logo has also been plastered on a number of products. Head over to store.freetalklive.com and place your order. That's store.freetalklive.com. Let's go to your phone calls. Talk to Dennis in Georgia. Dennis, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, Dennis, what's on your mind? Well, well, many things, but um, to get off the subject, I guess we're kind of treating the, uh, the symptoms rather than the disease, and, and the symptoms are important, no doubt, um, but the elections, how do we figure this out a fair, why can we not just force a fair way to vote, break the lines, get Paul supporters on, in one booth, uh, you know, trying to, you know, some, you know, simply anyway, but um, I, what I would try to make, what I was trying to do is make some points about figuring out a good system to vote, a simple, verified way, um, keep it as simple as possible, of course, obviously, and transparent as possible. Um, we've got to treat the disease and not the symptoms anymore. We've got to start focusing on what's really important. I think the first step is getting Ron Paul there, and then, of course, everybody getting involved in politics, opening our eyes, getting involved. Of course, it's all the simple things, but it's getting there. And this is some of the most profound radio I've heard in a long time tonight. I've, I've only got 
bits and pieces of it, yeah. um, but there's something happening right now. Now, Dennis, I'm concerned about voting in general. Um, I'm, you know, maybe maybe here in New Hampshire, Ron Paul didn't get eight percent. Maybe he in fact got fifteen percent. That's what the hand counts show. That's that's what the hand counts, you know, could could show. So maybe maybe he got fifteen percent. Maybe he got twenty percent. Let's go crazy. That means four out of every five person that, um, persons that voted Republican, and that was only a third of the amount of people that voted, because um, a lot of that's not quite a third. Actually, it's about forty percent of people voted Republican as opposed to Democrat. That means that the vast vast majority of people voted for somebody besides Ron Paul. They voted for somebody who wants to the increase warmonger. To, to increase no questions. tyranny in, in, in some other place. Somebody who wants to take away my freedoms in some way or another. I don't trust these Americans with my freedom anymore. Well, I guess that's a good point. I guess I'm t- my point is trying to figure out a, a better, simpler system for I don't voting know. where it's transparent and uh, completely paper. And uh, The problem and is, that, so even if you can figure people. it out, Dennis, you'll never be in charge. So your no, no, system will never. No, that's not true. Now, how do we wave no, a magic true. wand of free market at this problem, then, Ian? How Let's do we that. fix it? Tell What's me. your answer to that? I, I, What's the free market's answer to this problem. I mean, I'm trying to figure out a well, solution. Well, in the free here. market, you wouldn't have government, and so there would be no voting. But yeah, uh, you're putting the cart before the horse, my friend. You get. We have to figure out what's going on right now. And are you asking how do we get from here to there? Is that what your question is, Dennis? Is how do we get from here to there? Well, the baby step of. Getting free, you know, honest elections. First of all, and we get. I mean, you you're going to have to beg the government for. Them. Look at look at the process you're dealing with here. I mean, the the political process is as slow and unresponsive as you could possibly imagine. You would have to lobby the government successfully to implement your plan, which would cost probably hundreds of thousands, if not millions not if it, of not dollars. Not from a grassroots level, and people start demanding. You know, proof of their vote. I mean, it, it's, it, what it boils down to is people get involved in, in their decisions. And once they start stealing our vote away, man, that's it. That's it. That's gone. So it no is answer. gone. No and they are stealing. They have steal, uh, stolen the vote. Not, but we're, if you're saying that, then, you're, then we're allowing them to. I mean, it's still early. I mean, what do you, I don't understand what you're saying. Well, I don't know I why you're confused. Some, I, just, I, called, I didn't allow <laughs> them or disallow them to do anything. They are in charge of the voting process, and they will do whatever they damn well please. You understand why that, right? can't we insist on a simpler, more transparent way of voting, though? Well, I'm go ahead and insist. I would love, I imagine would love this it. for a moment. Imagine this, Dennis, for just for a moment. Imagine you're out there insisting with your grassroots supporters, we want transparency, we you're want transparency. And then what are they going to do? They're going to tell you to go flip off because they're in charge and you aren't. Did, you, did something happen? Did you get threatened or something? Because you really sound, I don't know, you sound on the edge of the abyss. I mean, is that... Is I just read I a story earlier tonight about a family having their 11-year-old child stolen from them at gunpoint by a SWAT team. Yeah, I'm on the edge a little bit. That pisses me off. I agree. I, I agree completely. Do you think your grassroots also... supporters are going to be able to stop that, too, with your, uh, you know, your oh, sign on. waving? Is, Ian, you're just being, you're, you're yelling at Dennis, and Dennis has nothing to do with it. I'm just saying, um, you know, Dennis, that it, I, I'm scared for where America's at currently. I and, am, too, brother. And I, know, and I know you are. I know you're, you're just like that. And, and Ian, you know, he, he wants his uh, no-government thing. And, um, you know, There's a, nothing a, he could yell or scream at me that I'm going to make, make me dislike him because I know he cares for the right reason. He's passionate and he's trying and he's scared because because it's it's a scary time we live in right now but that's my whole point we got to get beyond that that's the that's the symptoms of the disease and if we don't figure out and demand a simple process to get our vote heard 
What's it? I mean, what you're stuck in politics, Dennis. You're stuck in the land of politics. You're stuck in politics. You need this to build your, your no. free market no. empire. I don't agree. You've got to start with a good foundation, no. which means honesty in politics. And Sorry, brother. That's there. not going to happen. It's politics. You can't make it honest. Because you don't believe it will happen. That's why. No, no. You can't do it. It's just the way the system works. People in search of power, you're not going if to make those case, people honest. You should move to the mountains, and you should build your log cabin and have the free market with the rabbits and the squirrels, man. No, no, no. Well, See, you're ignoring the apolitical solutions, and that is non-cooperation, civil disobedience. Ron Paul endorses civil disobedience. He, his heroes are, are uh, you know, Rosa Parks. He's doing his part. We're not doing our part. What do you propose, dude? I propose we insist on fair voting practices. And they're going to say, okay, we'll work on that. Check well, back in 10 years. First, Ian, and then see what they say. Let's say what? Let's try first, and then if we get knocked down, we'll come up with another solution. Another political solution? Another solution, not whatever solution. Whatever moves us in the right direction, okay, towards freedom and liberty. I'm you with know, you on moving in the right that. direction. I'm just telling you, you're not going to get anywhere with begging the government to make the system more honest. Begging they the don't now. care what you want. I just insist on having fair voting practices. And if they won't even that, return your phone call. Pick up the Pardon? phone. Pick up the phone and call the government and see how often they return your phone calls, man. They don't care what you think. They're in charge, and you're just a peon to them. Do you still not believe in the New World Order, though? <laughs> I don't care about the New World Order. It's irrelevant to me. What I don't do know if it's true about, or not. Ian? What's most important? That's my point. What is the first step that we should take? Whatever is right for you, Dennis, I would never deem that's to tell right. you what your first step point. should be. If you want to go and run down the primrose path of politics thinking you can change the system fundamentally like many people have done for the past several decades, good luck to you, my friend. Let us know how it goes. Ways. In small ways, okay? Go you're ahead. Get elected. Your own... You're doing it, man. What are you mad about? You're making a perfect... I'm you, not mad about anything. I'm frustrated you're that you're stuck in this beautiful. political morass, and you're never going to get out of it. They control the system. They control the rules, and no, no amount of begging is going to change it, my friend. Well, I, I do, I could be more positive. I do think that there are some ways. What happened to the optimistic Ian just the other night? But, it was, look out for depression. Look out for, you know, giving up. Keep positive. Now you're on the whole, totally other end of the spectrum. He's scared of the cops. No, no. I've never <laughs> been positive about politicians in the political system at all. No, no. I've never been positive about that. I've said, Dennis, Dennis, I've said politics should be milked for all it's worth, but it's not worth much. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. I think there are political steps we can take. Um, I think most of those political steps uh, exist on the more local level, the state level, because when it comes to federal politics i'm almost of the opinion that, that the federal government is is beyond saving the uh one of the reasons that I, I i i've got my doubts about the ron paul campaign happening at this point is because the value of the presidency is just too high to those in in power i mean there's too much money to be bilked out of the american people and they're you know they they want that money whereas on a local and state level the you know the infrastructure for cheating people isn't there look I don't want people to think I'm negative, but I am negative <laughs> about politics. I'm very positive about the future of freedom. That's why I've moved to New Hampshire and I'm an activist for liberty. That's why I'm doing this show on a nightly basis. So I'm very positive about those things. But to say that we need to change the voting system, you know, we need to organize and, you know, get protests going and raise money and lobby and try to change the system. Okay. In Florida, they were successful in getting rid of the electronic voting machines. Okay, they were.
But now they've got the old system, which can still be gamed, because it's the political world. There's corruption all over the place. The people in search of power aren't just going to change their rules because you think they're unfair. So go ahead and spend all your time on that one issue, and let's see where you are in five years, Dennis. Call us back then and let us know how, you're, how successful you've been at changing the voting system. Well, I think we need people um, you know, dedicated to making small steps like Dennis is. Let's go to the phones quickly. Dan in California, listening on KCAA. Dan, very quick, 20 seconds. Hello? Hey, 20 seconds, go. Uh, well, firstly, I'm also a tax protester. Um, I told my I do not recognize the United States of America. I live in Republic of California, so therefore I don't owe them any taxes. Those are real, tangible steps people can take to make a difference in their own personal life. Call us back tomorrow night. We can talk more. Uh, and uh, sorry, I didn't have time to get to John in Salem either. Your calls, we want them tomorrow. But take as many personal steps to set yourself as free as possible. Then you can play with these little political games if you want to. But I say non-cooperation is the way to go in civil disobedience. We'll see you tomorrow night. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.